Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Let me just pick up with you uh, a few remarks here this morning, um, really from uh, obviously from the God, God's Word, but uh, just to pick up with you uh, what we've been talking about for the last several weeks. You know, I mentioned to you that at the beginning of this new year, 2022, uh, I felt like the Lord was speaking to me about some things as far as this church and obviously from my life personally. And there was four words I mentioned to you uh, that, that, that God gave to me that I believe that we as a church would need to have in common uh, as we go forth carrying out God's mission in these last days. These four words that I've been sharing with you, I believe they're, they're vital for your life personally, and, and I believe they're vital for my life. I believe they're vital for the, for the life of this church and the church. I believe God dropped these words into my heart uh, for us to prepare for some things as we go forward in our lives together in this new season, this new year. Those four words, I should do a little test right now to see if you remember, but those four words are letters, the words uh, that start with the letter B, and that is believe. We need to believe. We need to build, and we need to battle, and we need to bless. Let me just take a few minutes just to kind of remind you of a few things here. We need to make sure that we believe together. We need to believe together. The the Lord said all things are possible to him who believes. And we as a church, we need to believe together. As we go into this new season, we need to believe that souls are going to be saved. We need to believe there's going to be more baptisms of people publicly declaring their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to believe that there's going to be a revival among God's people. We need a revival among God's people. We need it. I need it. You need it. We all need it. We need a revival among God's people. We we need fresh encounters with the Lord. We need that in our life. We, We need strongholds to be broken off the lives of people. People that are bound in chains and bound by things of their past, like was in that song, bound by some of the failures of the past. Some people need to have those strongholds broken off of them and know that they have been made new in Christ Jesus and the old has passed away. And the chains are off and God's got a purpose for your life, for your family, and we need to pray those strongholds be broken off your life. We need to pray and believe that we would see God's glory move in powerful and new ways in our own lives and here in this church. We need to believe God for some God surprises. That God would do some things that no man can get glory for. We want God to be glorified in everything. We need to battle. We need to believe together. We need to also build together. We need to build together. I already mentioned to you that Jesus told us from his words that he is building his church. Jesus is the one building a church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He's the one building, but guess what? He's also called us as brothers and sisters in Christ that we are to be builders too. 
And we're to make sure that we build one another up. We build one another up in the faith. Listen, I'm telling you right now, as we go forward in time and what we're seeing going on around us, we need to make sure that we're building one another up in the faith. Don't you give up. You keep trusting God. You keep believing God. I know you're praying. I know you're praying, but don't give up. You be encouraged. Be built up in the faith because God is able. He can do it, friend. And you build one another up in the faith, and you build one another up in hope, and you build one another up in love. And we need to make sure we're doing that with our words and with our works. And we need to also make sure that we battle together. Now, I've already mentioned this a few times, and you probably think it's like a, just a recording that's stuck. And I pray that I'm wrong. I really do. But I'm sensing in my heart, in my spirit, that as we go forward as a church in the day that we're living in, that there's going to be a greater opposition that's going to come against the church. Not, not come against the building, but the church. You're the church. I'm the church. There's going to be greater opposition that's going to come against the church. And so we need to battle together. We need to battle together in prayer. We need to battle together for the last day harvest that's around us. We need to battle together for our families. We need to battle together for this nation. We need to battle for those who have no voice. God, help us to battle together. And I know, listen to me, I'm not talking about grabbing guns and let's go and fight. I'm talking about there's a spiritual warfare and prayer is our weapon and we need to battle together in prayer so we can see these strongholds and, and things pulled down in the name of Jesus. So we need to believe together. We need to build together. We need to battle together. And today I want to tell you we need to bless together. We need to bless the Lord together. Look to your neighbor and say, bless the Lord. We need to bless the Lord together. Let me just kind of tell you where God's got me right here. A few weeks back, right at the beginning of the year, we had a prayer gathering here on FaceTime night. Church came together seeking God's presence, praying for lost souls, praying for nations. And it was in that time that a word, I believe, was spoken over our church that this year would be the year of testimonies. This would be the year of testimonies. And when I hear that phrase, bless the Lord, I'm just reminded, you know one way you can bless the Lord is by sharing your testimony. How many of you have a testimony here this morning? You can bless the Lord by giving your testimony. And we need to bless the Lord. We need to give testimony. We need to bless the Lord and testify to his faithfulness. We need to bless the Lord for his power. We need to bless the Lord for his mercy and his grace and his love. We need to bless the Lord that he's a way maker. We need to bless the Lord by sharing our testimonies of God's faithfulness and power at work in our lives. We need to make sure that we're blessing the Lord together. And you see this all through the scriptures. If you open up your Bible and look in the New Testament, you see in the Gospels, it's really a written testimony of the work of Jesus Christ. It's a testimony right there that you can read and see where the Lord was working and, and just demonstrating his power and his glory and his love to all kinds of people. 
And then if you uh, keep reading and you read the early church and you see people like Paul who would stand up before people and testify of what God had done in his life. You see Peter standing up and the other disciples standing up and, and opening their mouths and declaring the power and the glory of God and how their lives have changed. You know what they were doing? They were blessing the Lord. They were blessing the Lord with their testimony. But this morning, I want you to kind of go back with me, not only in the New Testament, but to the Old Testament. And I want you to turn in your Bibles to Psalm 34. Psalm 34. So in Psalm 34, we have David. Many of you know David, the shepherd boy. David there in Psalm 34, he is speaking, he's singing. And David is, what he's doing here is he's sharing, in Psalm 34, he's sharing a powerful testimony of God's faithfulness and God's power at work in his life in Psalm 34. Now, I'm not going to be able to read the entire Psalm to you, but that's your homework for tonight. You got homework. Read Psalm 34. But I want to read to you Psalm 34, 1 through 4, verses 1 through 4, and this is David giving personal testimony of God's faithfulness and power. He's blessing the Lord. In Psalm 34, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Say all. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be what in my mouth. In other words, I'm going to speak. I'm going to testify with my mouth. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to bless him. And I'm going to do it with my mouth. He says, my soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble, what? Let them hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Say together. And listen to verse 4. He's encouraging here and, and listen to his testimony, part of it here. He says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. I sought the Lord He heard me, answered my prayers, and delivered me from all of my fears. Now, let me just give you a little backdrop here, and then we're going to move quickly. Lord Jesus, you can turn that clock around if you need to. I'm okay with it. This psalm here in Psalm 34, this psalm was written right after David had escaped from an evil king called King Achish. If you read in your Old Testament scriptures, you'll come across a story where where David finds himself in enemy territory. He's actually in the palace of the king, this evil king. And it's not looking too good for David. And so David's standing there before this evil king, King Achish. And for whatever reason, David just starts pretending like he's insane. And he begins, to, uh, he begins to scratch at the walls and scratch at the door. And then he begins to like drool out of his mouth right into his beard. And, and he's, he's doing this right here and he's pretending to be insane. And King Achish is like, what in the world is going on with him? Get him out of my presence. And they removed David out of the king's palace. And it was through that that God orchestrated a way for David to escape. And David finds himself on the run for his life. And, and David begins to run. And he's, he's being pursued after, you know, in all different directions of his life. And he finally ends up in this cave. He's in this cave. And, and guess who meets him in the cave? There's 400 men, fighting men, warriors, 
and they meet David in this cave there, and they're all very discouraged. These 400 men who were men on David's side, they're discouraged by the struggles they're in. They're discouraged by the situations that they've been in, the circumstances that they've been in. And and these men, the truth be known, they they gather here in this cave and and they're beat down. and, and, And you know what? They're at a place where they've had about all they can take. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever been in a place where you've just had about all you can take? Come on, lift your hand. Don't leave me hanging here now. You've just had about all you can take. I mean, you're in, you're in a cave right now. You've had about all you can take. Well, that's these men here. They're, they're discouraged by the struggles they've been in, and, and they're discouraged by the, cir- the circumstances going on around them. They're being pursued by the enemy, and they find themselves in a cave, and there they are with David, and here we go. While David's in the cave, he writes this psalm. Psalm 34, he's writing this psalm and what he does is he starts testifying to himself and these discouraged warriors of how great God is. They're beat down, they're discouraged, they're in a cave, they're running for their life. I mean, it's a critical time for all of them and David stands up in that cave and he begins to declare that God is great. David, he was blessing the Lord by sharing his testimony And I want to remind you this morning that there's power in your testimony. There's power in your testimony. Your your testimony, when when you bless the Lord, what you're doing is you're sharing your testimony of God's faithfulness and God's power in your life. Come on, let me ask you one more time. Has God been faithful to you? Have you seen the hand of God working in your life? Come on. All of us have. And David was remembering these things, and he began in this psalm to testify And he was sharing his personal testimony and he was reminding himself and he was reminding his men because testimonies, you know what testimonies do? They reveal God's power and they reveal God's work. That's what testimonies do. They reveal God's power and work. David said, I love it. I could stay right here in these first two verses. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all. Listen, he says that praise, he says the praise shall continually be in my mouth. You know what he was saying? He was testifying to himself and to these men that no matter what we encounter in this life, listen, you still got a reason to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's what David was saying. David was testifying to himself and to his men. He was testifying about how God had been working in every season of his life. You know what David was saying? He was testifying. He was revealing the power of God, the work of God in every season of his life. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Listen, he's worked in my life in the good times. He's worked in my life in the bad times. He's worked in my life in the high times. He's worked in my life in the low times. He's worked in my life in the joyous times. He's worked in my life in the painful times. I will bless the Lord at all times. Come on, imagine it with me. You're in, a, you're in a dark cave and you're discouraged and you're beat down and it's like, I'm ready to give up. And who is this dude? He's standing up declaring because testimonies reveal God's power and God's work. And David was testifying in that cave. Think about it a minute. He was testifying in that cave of how God had worked in his life in some of the most terrifying seasons. Some of you have been through some very terrifying seasons in your life. 
David was testifying of and revealing the power of God at work. You remember when God delivered him from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear? David was testifying of God working when, when uh, the Lord helped him to uh, beat down and destroy the, uh, Goliath, the giant. David is there testifying of God's work and it being revealed when God delivered him out of the hand of Saul, who was a jealous king who wanted to kill him. Listen to me, friend. David was testifying how God had gave him victory over all of his enemies. He was testifying how God had worked and made a way for him time and time and time again in his life. Can you look back in your life and declare and testify that God has been there time and time again, working in your life? That's what David was doing. He was revealing God's work in his life. You know what he was doing? He was saying, bless the Lord, because with him all things are possible. He says, bless the Lord, because with the Lord nothing's too hard. He was saying, bless the Lord, because if he is for us, who can be against us? He was saying, bless the Lord, because he has supplied all my needs. He said, bless the Lord, because he is the one who's given me the victory. David's testimony revealed God's power and his work in his life. And I want you to hear me because I want you not, please don't miss this. When we bless the Lord by sharing our personal testimonies, it reveals the power of God and the work of God and it inspires great expectation. If you've never been to one of our Celebrate Recovery testimony nights, a night of hope or when we have our Celebration of Hope services here, I think about Mitchell when he stood here and declared his testimony in front of our church. You know what that does? That inspires great expectation in your life. It inspires great expectation uh, for the people that are hearing the testimony that if God can do it for that individual, God can do it for me. And so a testimony, when it's proclaimed and shared, it inspires great expectation because testimonies reveal the power of God. Listen. How many of you want to see the hand of God move in your life? We want to see the hand of God moving in this church. But I believe, and I'm just stating, this is, this is probably just my opinion. I believe that we actually hinder the hand of God from working. I believe we quench sometimes the, the work of God because we're not willing to open our mouth and share our testimonies. The Bible says that we overcome the enemy by the, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our... And so many Christians are walking around now that feel overcome and, and feel defeated in their life. And, and I wonder sometimes, could it be that they're not opening their mouth and sharing their testimony? Because here's what happens. I believe that when we stop sharing, then people stop hearing. And then when people stop hearing, they stop expecting... And when they stop expecting, then they stop seeing the hand of God move. Do you hear me? I believe when we, when we fail to open our mouth, when we stop to open our mouth and give God praise, then you will never hear a testimony. And when you stop hearing, then you're not going to have the expectation in your heart because you're not hearing the testimony. And if you're not hearing it, you're not expecting it, you're not going to see it. That's why we love to have testimonies here of people sharing what God is doing. No, Pastor, we just want, we, we just want you to we, you just have good praise and good preaching and uh, we won't worry. No, the testimonies are powerful. Testimonies are powerful. 
And they inspire our faith to believe God for great things. And that's why David said, listen to me. You make sure that you bless the Lord at all times. You make sure that you're praising him with your mouth continually. Never stop because when you're praising him and you're giving testimony of his faithfulness and his power, it's building expectation up in somebody else's life. That God can work a miracle. If God can work a miracle in your life, he can work a miracle in my life. So testimonies reveal the power of God. Testimonies also, let me tell you here, change the atmosphere around us. They te- testimonies change the atmosphere. David said these words right here in the psalm. He said, let the humble what? Hear. And what? Be glad. Let the humble hear. You mean 400 men have gathered in this cave and they're on the run for their life and they're discouraged. They're in a struggle. They're, 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 they're beat down and they're going to gather. And David says, I want you to hear what I got to say and I want you to be glad about it. Wouldn't you want pop, pop, pop? No, let me have my pity party. No, David says, no, you hear what I have to say and be glad. He says, let the humble hear and be glad. Now, if you study that word humble, it's a Hebrew word. And actually, some translations will say, let the afflicted hear. That word there, humble, means somebody that's, that's low in life because of the circumstances you're in. That word humble means somebody that's, uh, that's hurting in life. I mean, some of you maybe walked through the doors this morning on the inside, emotionally, whatever, physically, you may be hurting. And and that word humble means to be low. It means to be hurting. It means somebody that's like beat down in life. And David said these words right here. He says, let those that are low in life, let those that are hurting, let those that are beat down, let them hear what I'm saying about God's faithfulness and God's power and, and be glad. Now, when you look at that word glad, it's an ongoing word that means to cheer up. Look to your neighbor and say, cheer up. Look to your neighbor and tell their face to cheer up. Come on. Cheer up. David says, listen to what I'm saying. I'm giving you a testimony with my mouth of what God has done, his faithfulness and his power, and here's what I want you to do. Quit having the pity party. Cheer up. Cheer up. Rejoice because God is able and he's going to make a way for us. Boy, David didn't play around. That was his testimony because testimonies change the atmosphere around you. Testimonies change the atmosphere around you. Sadness turns into gladness. Hopelessness turns into hope. Fear turns into faith. Weakness turns into strength because when you begin to declare testimonies, it changes the atmosphere around you. And here's what David says. He said, come on, men. Listen, I know you're feeling defeated. I know you're feeling discouraged. But listen, hear what I'm saying about what God has done in my life because if God did it for me, he can do it for you. My experience can be your experience. If God rescued me, God can rescue you. Because testimonies change the atmosphere. Gladness begins to fill your soul when you hear what God is doing in someone else's life. How many of y'all enjoy hearing somebody testify? The atmosphere changes. We're going to change the atmosphere right now. I want you to hear some testimonies of some... Man, I've had many testimonies come into me over this past week. There's no way I could share all of them, but there's going to be some testimonies that are going to be given in different ways throughout this year. But I want to work right now on changing the atmosphere of your mind, your heart, everything that's going on in your life right now, listen to how God can change the atmosphere. This came in this past week, people from our church. My husband and I have been married for 50 years. His health has been declining every day. 
But we're truly blessed to have reached this milestone of being married 50 years. We just went to the kidney doctor last week and was told that his kidneys are maintaining stage four. For us, that means no dialysis required or needed at this time. So we continue to pray for stability in that area. No matter, listen to this, no matter the outcome, we know God has our best interest in mind. And we're totally trusting in God's plan for our family. You know what they're doing? They're blessing the Lord. They're blessing the Lord for his plan. Aren't you thankful that you can bless the Lord that he's got a plan today? Listen to this testimony here. I've had to shorten this one up, but I thought this little phrase right here was powerful. Listen to this. Thank you for allowing me to encounter storms in my life. Say what? Wait, wait a minute. What did you say? Thank you for allowing me to encounter storms in my life. So what? So that I can grow closer to you. Man, when I read that, for without these storms, I would never, I would not appreciate you fully. You know what they're doing? They're blessing the Lord for the storms in their life. Oh, my goodness. Do you realize what level that is right there spiritually? That you can say, thank you, Lord. Bless the name of the Lord, even when I'm in the storm, because you know what? It's drawing me near to you. Listen to this testimony here. I went to the altar recently and shared with Pastor Jeff the supernatural peace of God that he's given me in the past year. You see, this past year, I've encountered so much loss. My husband, my son, my sister-in-law, and my niece all died in one year. It's been one of the most painful times of my life. But I was here at the altar when she told me this just a few weeks ago. She said, I still praise the Lord because I'm holding on to the promise that I will see them again. You know what she's doing? She's blessing the Lord for his comfort and his peace. Here's this testimony of some grandparents. My grandson was born. We noticed that he didn't develop like other kids. We noticed that he started walking and he walked different as though one with a club foot. We began to cry out to God. I began to cry out to God and pray for a miracle. And I want you to know now my grandson walks normal. Fast forward. Some more time has gone by and we noticed that his skills did not develop and he was certainly having some major issues. We went through a long process of test after test after test. While testing process was going, the prayer process was in progress. And God started working, and my grandson got into a special Christian school. And in that place that he was at, he would come home from that Christian school singing songs like, This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that the Lord has made. He would sing those songs. And the teacher would tell the parents, That little boy yours, he's a precious boy. He loves the prayer time at school. And at the mini test, we finally got the results, and my grandson had And he was diagnosed as being autistic. We were all broken by the news and we cried and we wept. But we kept praying and we kept crying out to God for this special boy. We prayed and we prayed and we prayed. And God opened up doors to help my grandson in ways we could never imagine. And God continues to work in my grandson's life. He came home the other day singing the B-I-B-L-E is the book for me. He came home singing, Jesus loves the little children of the world. 
And God is working at the years and years and years of prayer. I want you to know it's not our timing, but it's God's timing. We have received hope and help from God, and we give him all the glory, and I have peace in the situation. You know what they're saying? Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Hallelujah. You know what? Testimonies change the atmosphere. Faith starts rising up. Hope starts rising up. Peace comes. Strength comes. Can you say glory to God? Come on, don't look at me like I'm crazy. Don't you have a testimony? Didn't God wake you up this morning? Had a bed to sleep in last night? You had clothes to put on this morning? You had food on your table to eat this morning? You you had a car to drive to church this morning? I hope you did. You got your health? Come on, everything we have comes from God. We give Him praise. We give Him glory. Everything. Thank God for the times he's delivered you. Brought you through. How he made a way. How he worked things out. Come on, you can bless the Lord today. And you know what David was saying? He says, listen, fellas, come on. I love it. He says, let's exalt the Lord together. Don't leave me hanging here. Come on. I'm in this cave, and I'm telling you what God's done for my life, but I need you to lift him up too because guess what? He's worked in your life. We got to worship him and praise him and bless the Lord together. And friend, I'm telling you right now, as we go forward, no no matter what the enemy tries to do, we're going to overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And we're going to declare what God has done in the lives of people. And we're going to do it together. We're going to do it together. Pastor Kevin, if you'll come. It will appear that I'm getting ready to stop. Thank you. I get excited about testimonies because I know the hope they bring and, the, and how it changes the atmosphere in somebody's life. And Testimonies give glory to God. Let me tell you this. Testimonies reveal the power of God and the work of God. Testimonies inspire great expectation. Testimonies change the atmosphere. But testimonies also, they give glory to God. Listen to what David says. He says, my soul shall boast in the Lord. My soul shall boast in the Lord. He was encouraging those men in that cave. He said, listen, you might hear what I'm saying to you about how God has changed my life. It's nothing that I've done. It's nothing that you've done. Listen, if you're going to do anything in your life, you make sure you brag on God. You boast in the Lord. You boast in the Lord. He's looking at those men in that cave, fighting men, mighty warriors. And he says this to them. Don't believe it was your own strength and don't believe it was our weapons that won this victory. I want you to know straight up right now, he's telling them, yeah, we were on the battlefield. Yeah, we had weapons. Yeah, you've been trained. But it was the Lord who gave the victory. It was the Lord who helped us. It was the Lord who protected us. It was the Lord who provided for us. So whatever happens in our life, don't you ever try to take credit. You give God all the glory because God is the one that did it. And don't ever forget he's on our side. He's on our side. I I know there's just a few of us. There's only 400 of us and thousands in the armies around us. But you brag on God because he's on our side. You boast in the Lord because he's on our side. 
You want the Lord to work in your life? Make a decision right now today that anything that happens, you're going to give him all the glory for it. Come on, don't, don't, don't try to rob God from glory. Well, I, you know, I did, I did, I did it. No, no, God did it. God made a way. Let this church right here be a church that's always giving God glory in everything that we do. Those people that have made that decision this morning to commit themselves to membership of this church, God made a way for that to happen. God touched their hearts. Those 27 people that are being baptized today, God's the one that saved them. He's the one that's changed their life. He's the one that's turned their life around. He's the one that spoke to them about publicly professing their walk with God. Let everything that we do bring glory to God. Testimony should bring glory to God. If I hear a good testimony, I want somebody to hurry up and get to Jesus and how he's changed your life. Some people share testimonies and they spend the majority of it sitting right there spinning in that old life talking about what the devil did, the devil did this, the devil, no, no. Let's get to Jesus. Can I get an amen? And let's give him all the glory and all the praise because he surely deserves it. I'm going to close here and just tell you because I thought about, man, I'm just trying to imagine myself in that cave with 400 discouraged men and probably myself fighting discouragement. It was a critical time for them. It was a critical time. And can I tell you this morning that we're living in a critical time? It might be critical for you in a personal way. You might be in a certain cave in your own life right now. But I want to tell you, friend, we're living in a critical time. Listen, just look around at what's going on. Look at what's going on in the nation right here that we live in. And look at what's going on all around the world around us. We're living in a critical time. And people are, I get it, people are confused. People want answers. People are not sure about the future. And I think about what we're dealing with right here in our own nation. I mean, come on, let's get real now. You know, I tell us, we, we like to live in Realville. Have you been to the gas station lately? That's a critical place. And then you look at what's going on with the, the food prices and, it, and it, even shortage of food in certain places. Things just happening around us. And then we have the rumors and nations at war against each other. I'm just telling you right now, it is a very critical time. And if you're not careful, you can find yourself in that cave, discouraged and disappointed. But I want to declare to you today, I will bless the Lord at all times. Listen, hear me well. God is going to bring us through. God is going to bring us through. Listen, if God did it for David and those men in that cave, God's going to do it for us today. Come on, come on. God did it for them. He's going to do it for us. Well, aren't you, aren't you worried? Aren't you worried? Your kids got questions, don't, aren't you? I'm, listen, I'm concerned about what's going on right now in Ukraine. I'm concerned, but you know what? I'm not discouraged. I'm not disappointed because I know the God I serve. He's on my side. I'm going to bless him. He's going to bring us through. He's going to make a way. Am I concerned about what's going on in this nation today? 
You better believe I am. I'm concerned, but I'm not going to go and hide myself in a cave. No, I'm going to bless the Lord at all times because God is going to bring us through. If he did it for David and his men, he's going to do it for us. We were in a conference this past week, Pastor Kevin, Pastor John, Pastor Hannah, myself, in Georgia. Drove all the way to Georgia to hear this right here. Permission has been given to all the pastors in the church to say these three words. I don't know. Drove six hours for them to tell me, I'm giving you permission as a pastor to look at your people and say, I don't know. Well, 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 pastor, but wait, wait a minute. You, you see what's going on in Ukraine, and you see what's going on with Russia, and you see what's going on with China. You see what's going on here in the nation. How, how this, what this, what? I don't know. But let me tell you what I do know. I do know that God is in control. Hallelujah. I do know that. I know that God is on our side. I know that God rules and I know God reigns. And I know that God is working all things out for the good. And I'm not going to be consumed. I can sit there and say, I don't know. I don't know how it's all going to play out. I don't know how it's all going to work out. But you know what? I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. Don't be overcome with fear. Don't be overcome with panic. Don't be overcome with discouragement. No, I'm giving you the secret today to overcome all of it. Open your mouth. Open your mouth and begin to bless the Lord with your testimonies. And you can change the atmosphere around you. It'll change in your home. It'll change in your marriage. It'll change in your school. It'll change in this church. It'll change in this community. If everybody went somewhere and began to open their mouth and bless the Lord and all that God has done in their life, and I'm telling you, man, I could read lists name after name of just testimonies. David said, bless the Lord with your mouth and magnify him at all times. Would you stand with me, please? And while you're standing, I'm going to ask everyone here just to bow your heads just for the next few minutes. How many of you walked in this morning and you feel like one of those men in that cave? You've walked in with some discouragement. Maybe you've walked in with some panic and some fear. Or maybe you're just confused about what's going on. Or maybe you've been praying and praying and praying. You hadn't seen God do anything yet. And you want me to pray for you and others to pray for you. Nobody looking around. You walked in this morning and you're one of the ones in that cave, that critical time in your life. Would you just lift your hand and say, that's me right now, Pastor. Come on. I see you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. You can put your hand down, all of you. We're going to pray for you. Let me ask one more question before we transition here into a time of prayer. Maybe for you, there's not a testimony yet because you've never made that decision to put your faith in Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. And today, he's pulling at your heart by the work of his spirit, and he's saying, today is the day that you need to give your life to me. And it's as easy as ABC 
that you would just admit to me right now. Come on, listen to me, whoever you are, friend. Just admit that you're a sinner and that you've fallen short of the glory of God. All of us have. You would admit that right now, right there where you are. Just admit, I'm a sinner. And I believe, Jesus, that you came. Virgin birth. Right here to this earth. And you went to a cross. And you died in my place. You were the Lamb of God who took away the sin of the world. And because I believe in you right now, I put my trust in you. I believe that I'm saved. And I'm on my way to heaven. And I confess, I confess with my mouth, Jesus, you are my Lord right now. Today, I make you Lord of my life, Savior of my life. I repent of my sins. I turn. I turn away from that. I admit them, and now I quit them, and now I'm following you, and I commit my life to you, Jesus.